Welcome to the Mark Steri Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Steri, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Steri, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you can get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an extra buck or two, do you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also considering helping the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Chris Isaac. I got by as a musician since day one. I don't live beyond my means. I have real cheap tastes. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 156. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a rainy fall day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Wonderful day capping off the week, spending time with my family at the Pumpkin Patch for my niece Emma's birthday. So much driving this week, I feel like I can sleep for 12 hours. But I can't just yet because the Brewers just swept Colorado. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Nice to catch up with Cajun chef and concert promoter extraordinaire John P. Thursday, I played a Chamber of Commerce show at Rusty's in New Richmond, Wisconsin. Was freezing, but great to hang out with previous podcast guest Steve Merrill. Friday, I played a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Never seen the place so packed, so I treated myself with the usual and excellent Shrimp Diablo. Saturday, I played a duo show at DN Campground in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. The annual customer appreciation show, and it was packed. Pro wrestling Pete made a second appearance on stage with us, singing his version of My Girl. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, October 10th, 2018, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Holt, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, October 11th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at the B-Dale Club in Roseville, Minnesota from 6 to 9 p.m. Friday, October 12th, I'll be playing a solo show at Nova in Henson, Wisconsin from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Saturday, October 13th, I'll be playing Jake and Caitlin's wedding in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Part one of two with popular Minnesota musicians Scott Wenham and Smokey D of the new group Wenham and Smoke. We discuss horror movies, passe, loque, passe, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Mark Steri Music Podcast, everybody. We're here in beautiful, what's this, Fridley, Minnesota? It's kind of the, it's a Fridley, New Brighton Columbia Heights, where they where they all meet in this kind of chalet, ground zero, at the chalet, chalet, chalet area, the Wenham chalet, mm-hmm. 
kind of by the McDonald's-ish area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, good, the good sign of the McDonald's off the highway, right? Right. It's the highbrow McDonald's. That's awesome here. Uh, we were just talking here with uh, Scott Winham and Smokey D. We're talking Hello. about their new record, Left Blue. And we're just kind of, we've been sitting here about a half hour just catching up, sipping on a couple of uh, these fancy beers. What was I having again? I couldn't read the, the label. The world's oldest brewery, Weinstefaner. They're having their thousand thousand year anniversary in I don't know a few years, Real, yeah. thousandth year They're anniversary. They're badass. They, I, I, and they haven't ever. They've never changed their recipe as far as I know. Wow, this is excellent. Absolutely excellent. They're like Smokey and I. They got a good thing, and they just have worked it. They just work it until it and almost won't a thousand. Yeah. Nice. Uh, how you been, Smokey? I haven't seen you in a million years. Good man. Plugging away. That's good. Um, I remember we used to run with you when it was uh, back at the MMC, back when I might knew you the best, probably. Yeah. Was back when Billy run that, and we're all just hustling and hanging out and drinking down there. Yeah, that was my 20s. Yeah, probably my 20s, too. Yeah. Those are good times, man. Is that where the Tony Sims band got big? Was MMC? I don't know if we ever, ever got big, but we played there every week. <laughs> yeah. It's where it grew. Yeah. I had to clip in some Tony Sims off something. Oh, because I had Jody Hanks on, and he said each person of Rags adopted a member of the Tony Sims band, uh, yeah, yeah. and that Jody adopted Burkhart and Billy adopted you. Yeah. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah. Well, Billy is my actual ja- uh, dad. <laughs> His biological father. We're pretty sure he yeah, I mean, is a legitimate son. Oh, dude, that's awesome. his favorite. Yep. Yeah. I could tell the charm, the hair for sure. Look at that hair. I right know. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So we were just Burkhard, talking. Burkhart plays, he still plays with the vintage rags now, doesn't he? Doesn't Dave do that? Yeah. Yeah, he's the guitar player for that. He's a badass little guitar player, too. He's got to get that gout under control, then he'll be all dialed in. <laughs> he was supposed yeah, to be on the God. podcast when we played 7 8 Jam in Breezy Point, and Jody had to cover for him because Burkhart wasn't quite feeling up to yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds right. That morning. But anyway, <laughs> which was about three in the afternoon. <laughs> but oh well. So last time I was at Scott's house, besides him getting into getting me into uh, Slim Harpo Blues, which is some of my favorite stuff of all time, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about Halloween. It must have been the same exact type of year where you kind of go through that. You listen to certain types of music. You even sign up with podcasts with guys at that time of year too. I don't really get how that works. But you yeah. said that this time of year you listen to a lot of old blues. Yeah, I was thinking the same, I do the same old thing. Old blues and old jazz, like 1920s, like Fletcher Henderson jazz, and then old, like a lot of old like Jimmy Reed and Slim Harpo and something about it, like with the kind of the, the melancholy of, of fall. It just like fits. There's a kind of soulfulness. Yeah, cool. I have Jimmy Reed, greatest hits that I made on my own yeah. in my car right now too. So that's how small a world that is to bring up man. this... You know, are you a fan of Jimmy Reed there, Smokey? Yes. You are? Yes. He's yeah. his illegitimate No more son. questions. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Reed. Speaking of, we were talking about Danny. Ain't that Neal. loving you, baby. Yeah. Ain't that loving you, baby? The one I used to cover with Danny all the time was we do, I still do Bright Lights, Big City, mm. but the one Danny's favorite was, uh, believe it or not, I love my baby too much. Oh, yeah. You remember that one? Yep. 
So, um, great Smokey Soul, Scott Knight's favorite horror movie of all time since Halloween time is uh, uh, Rosemary's Baby. Why do you hate it so much? <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I watched it, and it, it was just fucking boring. We, we didn't get it at all. I don't know. It, Explain the, it to me. What's the, the psychological aspect of it? The, the the growing tension. Is it is it all in her mind? Is, I would, is she actually going to have the devil's child? Is it a I, psychological I didn't breakdown give a shit. she's having? I didn't <laughs> care. You don't like Ruth Gordon as the, like the nosy neighbor, the old lady coming over. It's Tannis Ruth. Dad, just supposed to be good for you. You know, like she's nice, but she's incredibly diabolical at the same time. No, I didn't, you gotta get. Didn't I got like a. That. I got a DVD copy of it. I, I'll just borrow it to you. You know, I, I don't like horror movies. And, okay. Uh, really? Yeah, I watched Poltergeist when I was a kid, too young. Okay. And it, uh, just since then, I can't do it. Here. Traumatized? Yeah. I thought all musicians love playing a lot. No, man. It's like when I, if I'm home alone, I'll will think about that stuff all the time. I can't. I can't watch it. Okay. I can't consume it. Shining. It'll consume me. Shining bored the shit out of me. Okay. Really? Except, except those few scenes, right, with the little girls or whatever. Yeah. It was like, like you know, you're supposed the, to buy into that and kind of get into it. I think. I don't. Man. Okay. What's, your, what's your genre? What would you say, Smoke? What's, what, what's the Smoke? <laughs> I like sci-fi, man. Okay. Sci-fi? Yeah. Like what? Well, yeah, Star like Trek? Star Wars and Star Trek and yeah. shit. Well, I mean, they don't make those movies good anymore, but I like that shit. Yeah. Smoke and I are both like huge fans of like Sam Harris's podcast too, and like the Skeptics. Oh yeah, Guide and stuff Skeptics like that Guide to the Universe. Yeah, yep. You know what I, mean? I love it. Absolutely, stuff. absolutely. You like like Ezra Klein guys like that too. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, why I quit listening to the Skeptics Guide to the Universe? Can you guess why? That girl on there drove me oh, insane. Oh, yeah. The guy's yeah. daughter just drove me insane. It's not his daughter, there. but you mean Kara? Yeah. Just drove me nuts. She could yeah. she could take a few radio, television, film courses. Yeah. Just to learn so how I to switched. Work the Sexier one. No, it's pretty boring too. But I learn a lot from it. <laughs> it's pretty boring too. Yeah. Oh, big <laughs> picture, kind of big yeah. picture science. Okay. Oh, sure. I love I that, that one too. Yeah. That's it's the one. Very uh, NPR. Right? Yes. Yes. Big picture science. I really, really love. And look at all these. So I have fact decades is... of horror, seventies, eighties, and nineties, all about okay. horror movies. <laughs> So I'll send this little sum up of, yeah. of Rosemary's Baby to them, I guess. <laughs> Please do. I like that combination. We can take one. The fact is, well, we do have quantifiable evidence that the polar ice caps are indeed melting at a much faster rate than they normally are. But God, I mean, that scene from Rosemary's Baby where she, you know, you could just segue like that. You could. I'd happen when I walk around Como Lake. I just switch back and forth. <laughs> You know, I listened to when they were talking about permafrost. That was pretty interesting. How okay. that is melting and that will dump a ton yeah. of carbon into the atmosphere and ruin everything. Yeah, and then then you have the surfaces that are darker too, and they're absorbing more light. So instead of reflecting it back out towards space, it just is. It's it's a vicious cycle. It Mark. is a vicious it's cycle. A vicious cycle, Mark. Um, so yeah, we'll have a science podcast next time we next Halloween when we hook up and stuff here. 
But we are here to talk yeah. about and get celebrate. A, get a hold of us. We're just we're <laughs> reputable authorities. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know how you could get through that. The other girl I can't say on a podcast was the, my perfect murder. Those two girls that talk about that. Oh my god, the the vocal fry that mm-hmm. that they do. Oh my god, I just couldn't take it. Yeah, anyway. hasn't hasn't fry kind of? I thought fry kind of went away now. Isn't vocal fry? Yeah, because it was like ten years ago. It was like every Kardashian kind of bored with so much. I hope it is going away because once you sit, you bring you bring it up, then you can't not stop hearing. Okay, it. you mean in speaking? Yeah, in speaking vocal fry. Yeah, the Kardashians kind of made it. Brought it I feel like it's worse like, than ever. In, really, uh, singing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. You're right, dude. <laughs> it's worked its way into yeah. I mean, the uh, fake Marlboro voice. <laughs> 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 like, who's your who's who's an example of vocal fry singing locally that's oh. been on the show? Oh no, <laughs> no. This is all famous people that we don't know. Yeah. I mean, anything on the radio. It's it's a thing now. You have to finish your. Line with a little or whatever, you know. Yeah, so, Edwin McCain used to like pick what words he would grind out, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. Chris Isaac doesn't do it. That means I don't do it. That's a right? that's a good rule. Chris Isaac and Roy Orbison built built pretty strong careers off of never having to fry. Yeah, I agree. But we're here celebrating and talking about Wenham and Smoke, Left Blue, the new album out by yeah. Scott Wenham and Smokey D. Sort of a greatest hits. Greatest hits. Um, Hit. So I've been listening this last couple days. Thank you guys for getting me that. So just tell me about the record. How this all gets started up, you guys, coming up with a recording project. Well, we were, you know, we played together in GB Layton. And we just always hooked up kind of musically. The, the, I love the way Smokey plays bass. I mean, he's, a, he's got great chops, but he's always... He always plays the song, and he's got great feel, and he makes it really easy for a drummer to, to find a pocket and, you know, creates great grooves. And he's also really melodic. So I, you know, I had a record out, um, a project called El Camino a few years ago, and I'm, I'm always writing, writing lyrics. And um, he's, he just, we just were talking one time, I think maybe at a sound check or something, and he had some melodic ideas and and so he sent some stuff over to me and I was like yeah this is great and I've got some stuff that I've already written that I some of the stuff that I wrote in Austin Texas some of the stuff that I've been writing since I moved back up here and I think it would it work perfectly because we both have that I think affinity for like the Beatles and the and old Roy Orbison and like um, bands like the Mavericks And 
that for, fit perfectly because I, I wanted to write some stuff that had, um, that spoke a little bit about my experience in Texas and guys like Doug Somm and, and some of the people that I played with down there and a lot of people that I heard and the stuff Smokey was sending me, like the melodic ideas were just right, they just fit together. How did your songwriting process all go? Well, there's like, there's a few that were all Scott, but then a lot of them I would sort of have a melody chord and I'd play it out on the piano and send it to him and he might, you know, he'd send back words or a chorus or whatever and we just sort of worked it out that way. One I want to throw, my favorite song on here by far is one, I don't know how to even say it, but I thought it sounds like a straight up hit to me. I've listened to it like four times. It's Passe Lo Capesse, whatever that one. <laughs> passe Lo Capesse. Yeah. That song is like a hit song. It's hey, like it's a perfect song. That that was that's Smokey's melodic idea. Are you serious? And, and the cool keyboards on there? Who's the guitar player doing that on there? Dave Grissom. So you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. We actually were going to scrap that one. Oh, no, that is the best. I think it's the best song Dave on there. Until Dave laid all that shit on it. And it and just like, like whoa. Like, it was a different sound that popped up. Because my other, my other favorite one was, oh, You Were the Water. That's kind of more yeah. poetry kind of one. Um, like talking that. about the telephone call and then the first snow. Like, I could really picture that one really, really well. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I was rocking You Were the Water or whatever. So I went from that one. And then, I, I, and then when I hit the... Passe, how do you say passe or what? Passe lo que passe. It means roughly, passe lo. Okay, it, it means me. it means roughly like come what may. Sure, you know it's a it's our obladi When I heard that, it instantly is like that sounds like a hit song to me. Uh, like, I it think was written just, on the beach, wasn't it? Yeah, we were in Mazatlan with GB Layton, and Smokey sent me this melody idea. We had like, it was, maybe we, it was a day we didn't have a show or one of the days before like our sunset show. And so he emailed me this. I was just sitting in the room listening to it. And I'm like, da, 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 da. I'm like, this sounds really cool. And it sounds kind of like Mexico. It kind of sounds like where I am yeah. right now. So I went, I took a walk down the beach at sunset and just like those lyrics kind of popped into my head and... You know, you just fine-tune them. But it was it's one of those songs that, you know, you want it to be literate and you want it to be... You don't want it to be trite, but you don't want to overthink it either. No. It's like, I didn't want it to... You know, it's like, hey, it's going to say what it's going to say. It should be about feeling, and it's a great melody, so I don't want to step on that. I just want to write something that, you know, kind of flows where there's an alliteration to the to the lyrics where they, you know, matches the... The melody and something about it like it's I mean it's because the fade out ending or whatever it makes me want to like listen to it again so coming from my house over by Como to over here it's probably like 15-20 minutes I was going to go through a bunch of other ones too which I already went I did listen to the whole record a couple times whatever but I just had to keep playing that one over and over I just absolutely love that song yeah. the and the, the, the cool <laughs> the cool uh, <laughs> and you doing the keyboard parts uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I am on that one. <clears throat> and what kind of what keyboard? It's like it's a fun. I don't know what that sound is. So one of them is like a whirly, that that that, that sort yeah. of reggae kind of thing behind it, and uh, the other one's just an organ. Very cool. That was kind of the because I'm I'm a big like um, 
Jimmy Cliff and Prince Buster fan and like old reggae rock steady ska like right when all of that was kind of coming together okay. I, I just love that stuff and so we talked about that kind of having mm-hmm. a little of that bubbling in there and so I think we did that pretty successfully but then when Grissom came in and threw that just badass guitar part on it and you guys it, did them wow. solo too quite a bit on it too I just love that, well, but that David Gr- you- with David Grissom you just give it to him <laughs> he <laughs> sort of gives each solo a different treatment too it's yeah. cool yeah um, what kind of style guitar? It's not blues. It's like bluesy southern rockish. That's style. what I love about him. Yeah, I mean, if you ever seen him live, I mean, he does like I have not wicked versions of like Nasty Dogs and Funky Kings by the old ZZ Top tune. So he's got that whole. It's like greasy and grooving, um, laid back Texas style playing, but it's got all this power behind it too. He knows kind of how to lay back behind the beat but drive it at the same time it's uh yeah it's it's like watching a you know it's like watching a genius play he's incredible that's awesome so you were going to scrap it until you put that guitar part on there yeah right what did uh how did you put it (laughs) forget it it's just one of those it was it was like a song that we thought had a lot of potential but it just wasn't coming together so like maybe we just I don't know if we were just getting worn out with it, you know. When you expect something to be better than it's coming along, you don't know if yeah. you, if if it's just that you've listened to it too much, or we just thought maybe it needed a rest for a while. Yeah, I get you, man. Hey, we're at the end of episode one. Um, should we do another one and yeah, keep talking so about man. the album for sure? Hey, thank you guys for tuning into the Mark Stare Music Podcast. We're hanging out here with Scott Winham and Smokey D with their new albums, Winham and Smoke, Left Blue. We just were featuring the song. Pase lo que pase. When can they download this in iTunes? Soon. Soon? You turned it in? Soon. Uh, Someone at the door. That was my dog, (laughs) Top of the Wonder Gold. Okay. (laughs) All right, please tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you enjoy the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till next time.
Passei, 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 passei. 